Today's daf is Kuvbet uh, in Psachim. We are 16 lines from the top of the Amud. We're talking about the issue of people who are involved in a meal and they leave the meal. Uh, the question is whether they have to, uh, when they return or if they go to another location, say another bacha before continuing to eat, and whether they would have to say bacha chrona on what they... Uh, on what they'd already eaten, either before they depart or possibly even after they come back before they continue eating. So that was the issue. So the, the, that, that gets into a machlokot rishonim, whether, whether you ha- they have to say birkat amazon, you know, if, even if they come back and they want to continue eating, uh, and, they, and they do need to say another bracha, whether they would have to say birkat amazon on what, was, what already went uh, before. But let's leave that aside for a second and just say the main issue here is that we said, we made a distinction between things that require bracha chonabim komam, uh, they require a, uh, an after bachat to be recited in the place where the eating took place. And so according to, and according to the Rashbam and actually the Rambam also, that includes all shivata minim. That includes not only mizonot and, and bread, but also if a person had uh, any of the uh, grapes or dates or anything else that requires main shalosh, they would also have to say the bachav main shalosh in the place that they ate. And so this would include all of those things. Or if they drank wine, it would include all those things. So therefore, when the person is eating or drinking one of these items and he leaves the table um, and now he wants to resume, whether in that same place or in a different place, does he have to say a new bachav shona? And does he have to say uh, after bachav what was already uh, eaten? So according to the chachamim, it sounds like uh, the, what we saw yesterday. He wouldn't have to. Uh, he wouldn't have to do that. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's only true if he left some people behind. If he left some people behind at the table, so then, uh, then when he comes back, he can continue it. He can consider it a continuation of the original uh, meal. But if the uh, if they but even something which was which required an after bacha in the same place, meaning even something which considered chashuv considered very important and considered to be an established thing, even that, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you would have to say a new bracha and start over again if, you, if everyone leaves the table. Chachamim are saying that, no, you, have a, you can have a situation where everyone left the table, but since they're required to come back for, let's say, Berkat HaMazon or for Allah so therefore it's a continuation where, you know, when they, when they want to continue eating, uh, even though they left the table. Now, the Gemara asks, this certainly seems to be a, 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 a rejection of, of what Rabbi Yochanan said, because we saw on the previous daf that Rabbi Yochanan said, Shinui makom And he doesn't differentiate, right? Rabbi Yochanan said, if you move from one place to another, you don't have to say uh, a new bacha. And he doesn't differentiate between things that require an after bacha, like grapes or like bread or anything like that, versus uh, just a cup of water or a cup of coffee. He doesn't make a distinction between that. So it sounds like, according to Rabbi Yochanan, if you have a cup of coffee in this room, you go to another room, you, have, you continue drinking, and you say a bacha. But that nobody says, not Rabbi Yudan, not the Chachamim. Everybody says that the only time you could possibly continue your eating or drinking is if there's some sense of continuity because there's a requirement for this after bachat to be said in the proper place and that sort of like forces you to, to you know, consider yourself still in the middle of eating. But nobody says that about water or coffee or uh, anything else. So that, this seems to reject Rabbi Yochanan. Well, didn't we already, uh, we already found a, another refutation of Rabbi Yochanan? How much do you have to beat, beat him down? You know, he's already, he's already down. Uh, the, you know, the answer is because uh, you can have more than one refutation because uh, like the Rashbam says, like if, you, uh, if, if somebody manages to, uh, to resolve the first one, we still have another refutation. So nobody will, nobody will be convinced of, of Rabbi Yochanan's position. But Rabbi Yochanan I'm going to interpret the rabbis, the Chachamim here, that 
they're disagreeing with Rabbi Yehuda in a very specific case, which is a situation where the, the item has kviut. So let's say people are eating bread or they're drinking wine, and therefore there's an after that has to be recited in the same place as the eating, right? So he says, that's where, where the machloket is appearing there. But really, the chachamim would say the same thing, even if it was just that they were eating apples, Okay? Right? That the, the, the reason why it mentions a case of eating something like bread or drinking something like wine is to show you how stringent Rabbi Yehuda is. That even, even with things like that, in other words, he'll say that actually the Chachamim agree with me. The Chachamim are not specifically saying that the only time you have to say, uh, that you don't have to say a new bracha on food that you were eating is when that food required berkat or ma'in shalosh. They're actually saying that anything you eat in one place, if you had the intention, you're eating something and then you go to the next room and you want to have another cup of coffee, every, the, the Chachamim would say you don't have to say another uh, bracha on that either. They were just showing you the case of Rabbi Yehuda to show you how strict he is. That he requires two things. First of all, he requires that it's with something that, that you know, entails in shalosh or berkat at the end. And you have to also leave people at the table. But even if you were eating bread and everybody left the table, when you come back, you have to start over again. Okay, whatever that starting over again means, right? But that's, that, that would be, that's Rabbi Yehuda. And, and the Rashbam says, why, do, why don't we consider it, you know, why wouldn't we want to show, uh, you know, we usually say, the, the, the more lenient position is the one that you want to emphasize, not the more stringent one. And uh, it's it, like uh, the Rashbam says, but we should ask, uh, we should show you how lenient the rabbis are. And he basically says that, no, uh, that uh, really the svara is more like Rabbi Yochanan. He's saying that really the svara is that as long as the kevan, the shelo'ayah hesechadat ben time, since they didn't really get distracted, they're planning on coming back, right? Lama yachzor vivarech. It's not really, you know, in other words, the idea that uh, the st- it's not really a kula. It's not really a leniency that they're saying not to say a bacha. It's really like common sense. The more, the more common sense position would be don't say another bacha because you were going to continue eating anyway. And what difference does it make that you moved away for a second and came back? Right? So, so, so the fact that Rabbi Yudah is stringent in two things, that he requires it to be a food that is, you know, that obligates you to say the after bacha in its place. And also that you had friends up to the table. That's, that's a chidush. It's saying he's going by the principle of chidush, not the, by the principle of which one is more or less stringent. But in any case, that's how Rabbi Yochanan would understand this. So we have three views. We have the view, the simple view of the Chachamim, which is that they're agreeing with Rabbi Yochanan that you can only continue a meal when the meal had a kvi'ut. It had something substantive so much that you were, you're really required to say the after bacha in, its, in the proper location. Okay, whether you do or not, like you might end up moving to another area, but still that gives it a sense of continuity. Then you have Rabbi Yehuda that says not only do you need that, but you also need that there's actual continuity, that there are people that were left at the table continuing the meal that you're returning to. And then you have Rabbi Yochanan who says all of this, not necessary. If you're eating something, you move to another place, just continue. You don't have to say another bacha. Of course, Rabbi Yochanan was refuted but, uh, before, but, you know, but that's, that's his position seemingly. Now, there's a brighter that supports Rabbi Chizda here. Because it says, here it mentions wine. So the Rashbam points out and, the, and Rashi point out that before it didn't mention specifically wine, and that's why we got into this whole discussion about whether it's referring to items that require a bacha afterwards, a significant bacha like me'in shalosh or or not, right? So now it specifically mentions wine, and they got up, when they come back, they don't have to 
drink, they don't have to say another bracha to continue. Now, again, the Rashbam says that could either mean they went to another place afterwards to continue, or it means that they came back, which, you know, which would be, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the two options that they have, but the point is that there's continuity. Okay? We get to a new case. There's a group of people that were sitting around. It doesn't mean that they were sitting around doing nothing. Usually it means they're eating, right? And Shabbat started. Now, now the way that the Rashbam, the Rashbam brings two girsaot. There are two texts to this Braita. He likes the one as it appears here in our Gemara. The Tosafot don't like the one that appears here in the Gemara and they flip it. But uh, the question is, this is Rabbi Yehuda's position that we've seen before. If a person's eating and Shabbat begins, according to Rabbi Yehuda, mafsikin, you have to stop, okay? And uh, you have to end your meal from pre-Shabbat and start a new meal. You can't just, uh, you cannot just uh, uh, continue like Rabbi Yehuda said. Now, the question is, what order do you do, do, you do things in? So the way that it appears here is that, Omrim alav in other words, you stop. Let's say sunset is at 5.30, you stop. Bring a kos of kiddush first. You say kiddush, then you do birkat hamazon because the birkat hamazon actually is uh, is uh, has to have wine at the end because they used to have a kos shel birkat hamazon. They always had. It's interesting because the gemara almost universally requ- seems to require a cup for birkat hamazon and really emphasizes it and like can't conceive of birkat hamazon without any cup. But then the halacha is that you don't that it's only optional. You know. You don't need, but anyway, the. Um, but the, the point is that it says because you're going you're gonna to drink the wine of, of Birkat HaMazon, so you're not allowed to eat or drink before Kiddush. So what is the, uh, so, so the solution is, say Kiddush first, right? You ended your Friday meal, the pre-Shabbat meal that you were having, right? Say Kiddush first, then clear away the table and say Birkat HaMazon, because then you're going to have another cup on the Birkat HaMazon, right? On your previous meal. And now you have to have your new meal for Shabbat. Okay, so you're, you're going to be very busy. But that's the order according to the Rashba. That's what it says in our Gemara. That's what the Rashbam prefers as his textual variant. Kiddush first. No, no, no. You're saying you're saying Kiddush. A full, full, full Kiddush, yeah. You don't finish the meal. You and continue. You're continuing. No, you're gonna, you ended your previous meal because you're going to have to say Berkat Amazon. Oh, but he's saying since you're going to drink wine after the Birkat HaMazon, so you have to say Kiddush first. Because you're not allowed to eat before, uh, uh, right? So, so, so you have to, so you're going to have to say Kiddush first. So, so therefore, the, the, uh, uh, he, so he says Kiddush. And then he's going to go back and he's going to uh, say Birkat HaMazon to finish his previous meal. And then he'll, he'll wash and have another meal. I guess, you know, but that's, uh, you know, it's, it, that that's has, to, has to do it. That, now, the Tosafot say, no, why would you do that? Do Birkat HaMazon, you know, on, the, on, on what you did before. And, and then, like, so Tosafot, if you look at the next Amud, at the top, he says, Hachi Garsinan, this is our, this is our version. Rishon Omer Allah Birkat HaMazon, right? First, you do Birkat HaMazon to end the previous meal. And then, you say Kiddush, because why would you, uh, you know, because Rabbi Yehuda said that you have to end the first meal. Ending the first meal means that you say Birkat HaMazon, right? So, and either way, so that's the machlok between the Rashbam, and the, the Rashbam mentions both versions, but he says he thinks the first one is in the Tosef, that's more accurate, okay? And, and, and the Tosefot says no. Anyway, but that's, the point is that you have a conflict here, and, the, and what, what the next piece of Gemara is going to deal with is cases where you have more than one obligation that require wine, and how do you... Uh, 
either consolidate or, uh, you know, or, or put in order these different obligations, right? It's a very famous, yeah, pretty much, as we're going to see. Now, that's Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Ochel Volech Ad which is very strange, that Rabbi Yossi says, you should eat and drink until it gets dark. That doesn't really make any sense, because according to Rabbi Yossi, you can continue eating past dark, because you can continue eating as long as you want. Right, that's what we learned. If you start a meal on Friday, you can keep going as late as you want, and then whenever you're done, do Kirkan Amazon and take Yiddush, no rush. Right, right. The same thing that we do on Sudash Lishit, basically. Right, that, that's what he says you could do on Friday also. Right, so, so Rashbam tries to correct this pro- problem in the uh, language by saying, what it means by is until he's finished eating. It doesn't really mean until it gets dark, because Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi doesn't care whether it got dark or not. He allows you to keep eating. Right? And in fact, the right girsah, it says on the side here is, holech ve'ochel mi meaning you can continue eating after it gets dark. You don't have to stop. Okay? And in fact, that's what the, uh, that's what the Rashbam has. He has, inami holchin ve'ochlein mi meaning even after it got dark, you can keep going, according to Rabbi Yossi, there's no rush. And then, gamru, kos rishon ve'chalav berkat amazon, and not only that, not only does he say you can keep going, but now it's already 10 o'clock at night on Friday, and you haven't even had your Shabbat dinner. Right? And you, uh, I mean, because you, you, you ate on Friday and you kept going, you do Birkat Amazon first, and then you do Kiddush, and then you don't have to do anything because we said before that that meal that you ate will count for your meal of Shabbat. Okay? The meal that you ate into Shabbat. That's the, the this is the, so far this is basically what we've seen before. The only element that it's adding here is how do you put in order the Kiddush and the Birkat Amazon? Right? So according to, uh, according to the way that we have it here in front of us, not the way the Tosafot says, but the way we have it in front of us, so the, a, a difference, another difference between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi, in addition to the question of whether you're, you have to stop your meal at sunset on Friday and start over, is do you do Kiddush first or do you do Berkat Hamazon first on what you're already eating? According to Rabbi Yehuda, you first say Kiddush, then Berkat Hamazon. According to Rabbi Yossi... Berkat Amazon first, because you can keep going as long as you want. Berkat Amazon, and then Kiddush. Now, the, the, what's noticed, what the Gemara notices, and what's going to become the subject here, and it's very, very interesting. It's very halacha lemaseh with the upcoming Yom Tov, by the way, that uh, because we're going to have a we're going to have a Pesach shechal b'motzei Shabbat, which is a rare occasion. It's a it's a rare and a not rare because it tends to happen like multiple times in a decade and then not happen for two decades. Mm-hmm. Like it usually usually happens like. In the 2000s, it happened like three or four times, and then, and then we haven't had it for 13 years. Right. Yeah, right. we haven't had it for 13 years, and we're going to have it again in four years. So there's going to be another one in the 2020s, uh, in four years from now. And then for 20 years, we won't have it, right? So Bezrat Hashem will be grandfathers by, that, uh, by then, Bezrat Hashem, maybe, you know, that's going to be a long time. Anyway. So the question is, am I? Why do you need two cups? The question. Why do you have to waste wine? We like to save wine. Right? You're doing two in a row. Two mitzvot in a row. And, and why do you have to say the, uh, on two different cups of wine? Right? I'm sorry. We don't say two different kiddushot, two different um, uh, holy actions. We don't do over one cup. Okay, my ta'ama, what's the reason? Amar of Nachma Bar Yitzchak, very famous saying in the Gemara, Lefisha'en osin mitzvot, chavilot, chavilot. We don't package the mitzvot. In other words, we don't try to uh, consolidate mitzvot to minimize the amount of wine that we have to use and to try to like double up 
the amount of mitzvot we can get on the one cup of wine. It's like being cheap with the mitzvot. Like I, I, I want to make sure I, I have three different. I have a brit milah and birkat mazon, and also another, I'm going to use one cup of wine so I don't have to waste the wine. It looks like you're being stingy with the mitzvot. We don't make the mitzvot into packages. You know, like sometimes you order multiple items and you want them to send it all in one package because you want them to. You want to save on shipping. You know. That's saying, don't do that. Don't, don't make it into different packages. And Rashbam says, It looks like it is a burden to you that you want to consolidate all these mitzvot on one cup of wine. Okay? Now, Velo um, is a true. Vatani we learned in Abayta, nechnas the beito b'motzei Shabbat nevechal ayayin v'alamor v'alabisamim. This should look familiar to, although although it is the position of Beit Shammai and not Beit Hillel. It says that we when we come on motzei Shabbat for haftalah we say wine and then uh, we say the blessing boy moray haesh and then bisamim v'charkach omer havdalah lakos and then you say havdalah. Now that's uh, that's according to Beit Shammai not Beit Hillel because it flips around the bisamim. Yeah, but anyway, um, the uh, if he only has one cup, and if he has only one cup, so then he should say Birkat Amazon first. Now, the Tosafot goes crazy here, like, wh- wh- why is he saying Birkat Amazon? So, right, so, ah, so the first answer that the Tosafot gives is the person was having Sudash Lishit, and then they needed to say Birkat Amazon, and also need to do Havdalah. So the answer is, oh, do Havdalah first on that cup, and then use the same cup. I'm sorry, do Birkat Amazon rather on that cup, and then do Havdalah on the same wine. Right? In a lot of synagogues, I've seen them do that. I've seen them do it in, uh, in synagogues where they have the, the cup of Birkat Amazon for a Sudash Lishit, and then they take the same cup and they bring it in for, for, for Havdalah. I've seen it before. Right? Now, but, but what is the Gemara's... Right, that, so that's the... the Right, the question is, right, the, so the question is though, why, but the, the Breita says, Hanichnas lebeto b'motzei Shabbat. He just came in the house. What do you mean he's having a meal? If it's motzei Shabbat, how's he having a meal? Right, so, it, so, the, he just came in the house and he didn't do Havdalah yet, so he shouldn't be having a meal. You're not allowed to eat before you do Havdalah. What does it mean? He says, Hanichnas lebeto. Right, so, so therefore they say, that uh, that we're talking about a situation where very interesting. Really, you're not supposed to eat before havdalah. But since this guy only had one cup of wine and he needs to do berkat hamazon with the wine, you see how important the kos of berkat hamazon was to them. And now we don't have to pay attention to it, right? Because he doesn't want to say berkat hamazon without the cup of wine, he's allowed to eat his meal of melave malka before havdalah, wow. and then say berkat hamazon with the with the kos and then do the havdalah. Don't you need a uh, maybe he has a family uh, with him. I don't know. You know, but that's that's the that's the idea, right? Because even the idea of berka, that berkat hamazon is not done over a cup of wine by an individual is only from Kabbalah. That result oh, says really? that. That re says that that you're not supposed to, an individual shouldn't say uh, berkat hamazon on a cup. But really, if you look in the uh, if you look in the shas, it's always mentioned that they're doing berkat hamazon on a cup and never makes a distinction between them. Well, in any case, what's the problem of what what about that? Yeah. So so the Tosafot says since the person needs to do his meal. Right. right. So, and he only has one cup of wine, and he won't be able to do berkat hamazon with wine. That was so important to be able to do berkat hamazon with wine that we let him eat his meal before havdalah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you how important it was for the. Yeah. It's saying because of the berkat hamazon. It's it's interesting. As a, but anyway, it says ein loshani. So this is kind of against what synagogues do because it says ein loshani. The reason why they let them use the same cup for berkat hamazon. And then for Havdalah, because he didn't have another cup. It says, But in a normal situation, he wouldn't do that. 
Okay? Ve'ayom tov shchaliot achar Shabbat. That's what's coming up. What about Yom Tov that falls out on Motzei Shabbat? The itle. We have plenty of wine, hopefully, and yet we still do a combination of Kiddush Havdalah over the cup. Right? That's how we do it. So why are we doing that? So the question is, Rav. Rav said, Yaknaha. Right? Yaknaha means Yain. Meaning when you, the order of the Bachot. Yain is Yud. Kuf is Kiddush. Mekadesh Yisrael Vahazimanim. Right? So Yain, Berkat HaGefen. Right? Berkat HaGefen. Then, then Kiddush, which is Mekadesh Yisrael Vahazimanim. Then the Borei Moi HaEsh. And then Havdalah. Meaning that's Hamavdil Ben Kodesh LeKodesh. That's the order. Now we add one more after that, which is the Zayin for Zman, for Shechayan. Right? We call it Yaknahaz. But he says, Yaknaha, fine. So you see that you do all of these different things. You do, you do Kiddush and Havdalah over the same thing. Amrei Mitilo Amar Zman. So the Gemara infers from the fact that he doesn't have a Zayin at the end saying Yaknahaz. Right? What's the only holiday where you don't have Shechayanu? What's the only holiday that you don't have Shechayanu? Is seventh day of Pesach. So obviously, since it was such a long holiday, he ran out of wine. The guy was drinking all week long, right? So therefore, uh, he didn't have any uh, wine left, and therefore he had only one cup. That's why he's telling you to do kiddush that way. But really, we should do kiddush and have the last separately. But we, right, according to the first thought of the Gemara, right? So he has nothing left. That's why. What about on the first the first day of the holiday where he does have lots of wine and yet we still say and Rava said right so there yakzana again it just means that you do the shechayanu right after the blessing of mikdash yisrael vazimanim right and then you do neron avdalah afterwards and rava said no yaknahaz which is the way that we do it which is first you do wine then mikdash shabbat mikdash yisrael vazimanim then the the candle then the hamavdil ben kol shakodesh and then the shechayanu but you see there that even though you obviously are at the beginning of the holiday there and you're still and you have wine and yet you're making it all on one cup ella havdalah vekidush we say that really that Kiddush, that both Havdalah and Kiddush have a common denominator because they are both about distinguishing, differentiating Yom Tov. One is differentiating Yom Tov by saying it's special in the Kaddish Selva Hazimanim that you have all the time. And the other one is differentiating it from Shabbat because they have Mavdil ben Kodesh le Kodesh. Okay, so you're, you're mentioning, even in the Havdalah, you're mentioning the Kiddushah. You're mentioning the holiness of uh, Yom Tov. It says, Ben Kiddushat Yom Tov, Kiddushat Shabbat Ivdalta, right? We, we say that in the, um, in the Havdalah uh, on Motzei Shabbat that falls on Yom Tov. We say that you distinguish between Kiddushat Shabbat and Kiddushat Yom Tov Ivdalta, right? So it's, since it's mentioned in there, it's incorporated in there. So it's, both of them are referring to the Kiddushat Yom of the Yom Tov. And therefore, we don't consider them two totally separate things. Okay, but Havdalah and, Kid, and, and Berkat Amazon, we would only allow you to uh, consolidate on one cup if that was the only cup that the person had. Now, the, an interesting question that comes up, is about Sheva Bachot. Right, so Sheva Bachot, the, uh, the common custom that you see today is to use two cups. They use a cup for the Birkat Amazon, and they use another cup that they go around with that they don't say Birkat Gefen on. They say only the other Bachot of the Sheva Bachot, starting with, uh, with Shakol Baralech Vodo until the end. And then the last guy who, who was the leader of the Birkat Amazon says Bori Priya Gefen, and they mix the cups together and all that. So that comes from this issue of uh, Mitzvot Chavilot Chavilot, the issue of Chavilot Chavilot, which is that the, uh, we don't want to combine the, uh, 
Uh, the same thing under the chuppah, where we have two cups. The cup of the uh, we have to say uh, 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 we have to say berkat irusin and berkat nisuin. And there's well, actually there's there's also the issue of saying the bray priyagefen twice. But the um, whenever you're com- combining different mitzvot on one cup, it's a uh, you know it's something that we we try to minimize. So the Tosafot talks about the berkat amazon thing here, and he says that oh really you should do two cups. But then he says although he quotes one opinion, which is actually what the shulchan aruch says is a halachat lema says the ikar adin. The ikar adin is that really. Really, the Sheva Bachot is part of the Birkat Hamazon. It's not really a separate, considered a separate mitzvah. Because what are you saying? You're saying a special Birkat Hamazon for the Chatan. It's not like it's two mitzvot. Oh, Sheva Bachot is one mitzvah and Birkat Hamazon another mitzvah. Because if you didn't have the meal, you wouldn't be having the, the, the Sheva Bachot. The Sheva Bachot is a, if you look at where the Rambam puts the Halachot of Birkat uh, of uh, yeah, if you look at it as where the Rambam puts the, the Halachot of Sheva Bachot of the meal, he puts it in the Birkat Hamazon. He says, when the, when the Birkat Amazon is done in the house of the Chatan, so then you add this. So it's really in addition to the Birkat Amazon. It's not a separate mitzvah. And really, that's why you would be allowed to use one cup, Meikar Hadin. So many people, they try to be machmed, they use two cups. I don't think there's any harm in it, but, the, uh, but it might not be necessary. What they, they, it's they, they bring machmir. Huh? Well, no, the, to pour it to the two of them at the end. But anyway, they mix them. Right when they do it, they mix the two cups and then they pour, they give them each. So that's that, so they're going to drink separately anyway. That that's not the issue. Let's just do a little bit more to get through this piece since we have a little more time. Okay, Gufa. Let's go back to what we said before. Yom Tov Shachaliot Achar Shabbat. When Yom Tov falls after Shabbat, it's very halachali Masa this year because we have Pesach and we have also uh, we're going to have also Yom Tov Acharon is going to be the second day of the uh, uh, of Pesach is all, the second day of the last days is also going to be Sunday. Right? What? Five of them this year. Oh, we do? We really? Wow. So, Guva, Yom Tov Achar Shabbat, Rav Amar Yakna, or Yikne, right? Rav says Yikne, which is Yain, Kiddush, Nerav, Dad. Now, the Rashbam says, because each one of these has a Svara behind it, he's like, I'm going to explain each one. And we know, like Bitzal said before, that the Rashbam is loquacious. He does like to uh, express himself a lot. And speak a lot. He writes a lot. So he, so, but he gives an explanation of each one. So he says, for this one, why does Rav say to do this order? Because he says, Kiddushat Yom First of all, <laughs> saying Kiddush is better than Havdalah because you're welcoming the Kiddushat the Yom Tov. That comes first. Right? Mikadesh Yisrael Vazimim comes first. And also he says, Inami Dikim Avdil Barisha Mechzeyed Dehaveyale Kiddushat Yom Kemasui. Or it could be that we didn't want to put Havdalah first because it makes it look like you're kicking Shabbat out first and you don't want to do that. You love Shabbat, so we don't mention the Hamavdil until the end of the, the process. So either way, he puts Yain and Kiddush first. Then Ner Havdalah is the normal way to do Havdalah. You put the Ner and then the Havdalah. Right, so that's, and he says that, uh, and this is the, yeah, this is exactly what we do, that the never goes before Havdalah. Shmuel says, now this doesn't mention here Zman, it's not mentioning, uh, it's not mentioning yet the issue of the Shechayanu, right? And Shmuel says, no, Yenahak, basically the opposite. He says that, no, Shmuel says you have to do Havdalah before Kiddush, and he gives an example, he gives a nice mashal here. The mashal is, if you have a king and a lower officer coming, the king is visiting you, and you and, and now the king is going to leave, and a second level officer is coming in. You first <laughs> escort the king out, and then you bring in the second level officer. And since Shabbat, the holiness of Shabbat is higher, so you escort Shabbat out first, and then you say Mikadesh Yisrael That's not what we do. That's not what we do. They're right. They're right. So Shmuel is saying that you should do Yain Ner Havdalah, meaning first take care of Shabbat. First, you take care of your VIP guest of Shabbat, and then the second tier VIP of Yom Tov, you mentioned the Kiddush second. That's the way that Shmuel says to do it. Okay? And, um, 
And the uh, and, and and also the Tosafot mentions here why we don't have bisamim on, on Yom Tov uh, when Shabbat falls and goes into Yom Tov. He says because the reason for the uh, uh, the reason for the uh, having bisamim is because you lose the neshama you lose the extra spiritual extra dimension of the soul that comes with Shabbat. You lose it, and that's why you're smelling bisamim because you're sad about that. And he says what a, so uh, if that's the reason on every other t- uh, every other Shabbat, why not on Yom Tov? And he says because the eating and the drinking is a good uh, substitute for the bisamim. Since you're going to be part, in other words, if you're going into a regular weekday where there's nothing special to look forward to, you need some consolation, right? You need consolation. But when you have eating and drinking, it gives you consolation for that. He says, well, yeah, the Tosafot says, yeah, the Rashbam, I think, says that, right? Right, so he says, that's why you don't do it. So then he said, well, if that's true, that that's the reason why, so then he, right, so then he says, why don't you have it after Yom Tov? He says, no, the reason is that, there, that eating and drinking is, uh, that there isn't one on Yom Tov, the Tosafot says. Right, according, it's a machloket. The Rashbam is saying there is one, but then the Tosafot says, if there is a Nishamayitir on Yom Tov, so why don't we do Bissamim at the end of every Yom Tov? Right. We should, right? <laughs> so he says, no, it makes more sense to say that, uh, that there isn't one, and that's why you don't do it at the end of Yom Tov. But, and when Shabbat goes into Yom Tov, it's because Yom Tov is still special. Okay. Now, that's Shmuel. So now, for Abama, now here the Rashbam actually flips around the order. And, uh, and, you, and you could see that I think Rashi also uh, goes with that flipping of the order. Because he has that Rabbi Yoshua ben Chanai says, Nahik. Okay? And uh, uh, that... Uh, the, he, he flips around the order. But anyway, Rabba says, in our version it says, Rabamar Yahanak, wine and Havdalah, then the candle and the Kiddush, okay? Veleviamar Kaniya, which is Kiddush, and then the candle, and then the wine, and then the Havdalah, which is a weird order to do. Rabbananamre Kina. And they say Kina, Kiddush, then the wine, then the candle, and the Havdalah. More by the Ravnamar Nikia. They have every possible thing, right? Okay, so they have all of these different ways. Now he explains the logic behind each one. And basically there's a couple of principles underlying the, 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 it. But he says here, he says that uh, one issue is, so if you, the, the Rajabam is very long here, but he, but he says that, um, that he, he gives an explanation for all of the different uh, reasonings. He says, what is the reason for Yahanak, the first one here, where it says Rabbam or Yahanak, even though he changes the, the names, but it doesn't matter. He says that on one hand, he's saying that Havdalah should come before Kiddush, the same way that Shmuel just said before when he said Yinhak, right? But the question is, why should candle come after Havdalah, right? He says, because it doesn't make sense to have Havdalah and Kiddush back to back. That's why. The way, that, the way that Shmuel has it is you have Havdalah, yeah. you have Hamavdil ben Kodesh Kodesh, and then you have Asher Bacharbanu Mikol Am. You have the Havdalah and the Kiddush back to back, because it's almost like you're weakening it, because the Havdalah says Hamavdil ben Kodesh Kodesh that Yom Tov is lower than Shabbat. It's mentioning the lowliness of Shabbat, of, of the Yom Tov. And then, then, and then you say the Kiddush, so you didn't want to have them right back to back, right? So that's, that's, why, uh, that's why he doesn't have it. And then he talks about how really the names here are somewhat backwards. Fine. But then, um, uh, but the uh, then what's the what's the logic behind kaniya? He says kiddush should come before havdalah. So that's like Rav. So one of the basic questions is what should come first, kiddush or havdalah, right? And so on that, there's a, mach- a people. Um, well, it, it's no because it's basically the same because there's a kiddush on every havdalah and every yom tov and every shabbat. It's going to be the same. But right, so so kiddush versus havdalah, kiddush and havdalah is. Um, one question is which one should come first, and on that, Rav and Shmuel already weighed in. That they have different opinions, 
Right? Rav says, Kidu should always come first. Shmuel says, Avdalah should come first. So that's one issue. But then the question is, what about the other parts? Right? About, what about the wine and the candle? Where, where should they fit in? Right, so the so we had the we had the candle in between havdalah and kiddush. Then we had this one, which is kiddush, and then candle, and then wine, and then havdalah. So this is putting kiddush before havdalah, right? Um, and he says, but you don't have to say the wine first. Why not? Because another problem is that kiddush and 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 havdalah are different. That havdalah cannot be said over bread. It can only be said over wine. If you put the wine before the kiddush, like the way that we do yain, meaning you say and then you say the kiddush, so then it'll look like the wine is going on the kiddush, but not on the havdalah. We have to emphasize that the havdalah is going. That the wine is connected to the havdalah, and that's why. And because kiddush is something that could actually be done without uh, without wine. If you you could do it on bread, but you can't do that with havdalah. So they want connected, right? What? Not yeah, but that's not bread. I'm talking about we're t- but talking about on the drink that you have, right? So it's saying umarchik avdala me albir katayai, right? Varikar avdala tegrolayai. That's why. So since kiddush doesn't have to be on wine, so you put the wine next to the havdala, even though you're putting the kiddush first. That's kuf nun yudhei, right? right? So that's that's the logic behind it. And uh, and there's another thing that we we want. The, so that's because we want the wine to be right before the havdalah, <laughs> right before the blessing of Hamavdil ben Kosh So that's why we put even the candle before, right? Even though that's not normally what we do. Okay, so that is uh, that. That's now. What about kina? What's the logic behind kina? Again, that's kiddush first, but then you're putting yain near havdalah. In other words, you're doing the the havdalah in the normal order. Right, you're just putting kiddush first. Says he holds again, like kiddush comes first, but and we want to put the uh, we want to put the, uh, the 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 wine connected to the havdalah, but we just do the way that we normally do on Motzei Shabbat. So we do the word we do mikdash uh, uh, and even then we basically do what we normally do for havdalah, which is we say the yain, the ner, and the havdalah. We're not doing the besamim. Okay, then nikiyah. What's logic behind nikiyah? That's putting the candle even before kiddush. So it says kiddush kodem lahavdalah kirav. So again, we're doing kiddush before havdalah. We're putting the wine right next to the havdalah, like we said before. Why are we putting the candle first? Because you benefit from the candle even before you do even before you do kiddush. And technically, technically, even on a regular motzei shabbat, you don't have to say the blessing of the candle. Uh, you don't have to say to be Yotzei and you could say it later. Meaning if you didn't have a candle and you said Havdalah and then later on you see a candle that you can say Havdalah, you, don't, you, you could say it later. So it's actually separate. So you could even put it before. Right? Yeah. And then, and then Rabbi Yoshua, but we're not having Bissamim here, right? Yeah. So then, and then he says, no, Nahik. Now Nahik is, where, is putting Havdalah before Kiddush. You're putting the candle before the Havdalah like normal and you're putting the wine in between the two because that way by doing Nahik you have Ner, you say the blessing on the candle. Then you do the Havdalah, because you want to put the Havdalah first according to this, because it's following <laughs> Shmuel, right? And then you do the, uh, and then you do the, uh, the wine and the Kiddush, because you want to have them, you want to have the wine touching both of them, basically. Touching the Kiddush and also touching the, uh, the Havdalah, right? So the, um, Very similar to Shmuel, basically. But, uh, yeah. So, wait, wait, which one was that? That was Nahik, right? Nahik is, is Havdalah, Yain, and Kiddush. So you have Havdalah, then you have the wine, and then you have the Kiddush. So you have the, the wine uh, squeezed in between the two, into the two, right? And then you have Nahik. Nahik is the Ner and the Havdalah, the Yain, and the Kiddush. Oh, no, that was what we just did. Yes. Right, yeah, okay. Oh, we didn't do that one yet? Oh, we did Nihak. We did Nihak, okay. Nihak, we did. Ner, Yain, 
Havdala, right, and then Kiddush. So that's going with Shmuel and wanting to put the wine uh, uh, before. Right, okay. Square parentheses Nihat, Oh, because they're switching it around because the Rashbam has a different flow than the because uh, it's reading from the Rashbam has a different flow from the Gemara. Fine. Okay. So now it says so that so what happened was that it says Shalachle Avodi Shmuel Rabbi. Father of Shmuel sent to Rabbi Yilam Medin Rabbeinu. Said Rav Dalal Teach. How do you do have Dalal? We're confused. So I wonder why. Shalach le. Kach Amar Rabbi Shmuel Bar Rabbi Yosi. Shamar Mishum Aviv. Shamar Mishum Rabbi Yosho Ben Chananya. Nahik. Great. Another one. Right. 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 So, the, so he says Nahik is right. That's the last one. Right. Right. So that is near. And then have Dalal Yain Kiddush. So you're basically you're putting the wine in between the have Dalal and the Kiddush, and that way you. Uh, you have the wine covering, bo- touching both of them, basically, right? That's that's the idea, right? Right. So that, but same thing we said before that it's like a, a king is leaving and then the secondary officers coming in. So uh, so first you let let the king go, you walk the king out, and then you welcome the uh, secondary person. So that's following Shmuel. That we want to have Havdalah before Kiddush. It's follow because we want to escort the king, the Shabbat, out before we uh, before we welcome the Yom Tov. And it's the idea that the wine should be connected to both the Havdalah and the Kiddush. So we put the wine in between them, right? So we could put the wine before the Havdalah, like we said before, but then the wine would not be part of the Kiddush. So we want to put it in between them. And we put the Nair before, to, since it's really a separate thing and it would interfere with this whole uh, connecting of the wine to the Kiddush and the Havdalah. So we put it before. So that's, that's, the, that's their answer. But my Havdalah, but what's the bottom line? None of these. Yeah. Right? No, actually we go back, really. It's really. It really ultimately goes back to Rav. It's really going back to Rav. Which is that uh, that what Rava is really building on Rav. Abayamar yakzana, for Ravamar yaknahas. Abaye says yain kiddush zman near Havdalah, which makes sense in the because the the, the is related to the kiddush, the new day. So let's say on Motzei Shabbat, you're welcoming the first night of Pesach, yain kiddush. Now it makes sense to say shecheyano right after the kiddush because that's when he normally says shecheyano, and then do the near in the Havdalah to say goodbye to Shabbat. But he says so that that's what Abaye is saying. Rava says no. You put the the, the shechiano at the end. That's what zman is, right? So ravamar yaknahaz velchetak rava. That is alacha. Alacha follows rava that we do yaknahaz, which is that we put zman at the end. Now, why do we put shechiano at the end? Really, Abaye is more logical that we we should say shechiano uh, right after the right after the kiddush because normally when we just have a kiddush without a havdalah, we say the blessing on the wine, the blessing of the kiddush, and we say shechiano. It's it's on the new day, but it says since normally shechiano is the last thing on the list. So they standardized it and said, make it the last thing on the list, even when you incorporate Ner and Havdalah. So basically what we did was, we went, after all of these things, Nihak, Nahik, Nikiak, Aniyah, all of this, we went back to the original one of Rav, that it's just Yain and Kiddush. We welcomed the, sh- the new day first of, of, the, uh, of the, uh, the Yom Tov, and then we say goodbye to the, uh, to the uh, Shabbat in the normal way, which is the candle followed by the Havdalah, and then we say the Shechayano to close it out, and that is what the Halachai is.